Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Romans 16. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a deacon of the church in Sencria. I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of his people and to give her any help she may need from you, for she has been the benefactor of many people, including me. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in Christ Jesus. They risked their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Greet also the church that meets at their house. Greet my dear friend Epenetus, who was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. Greet Mary, who worked very hard for you. Greet Andronicus and Junior, my fellow Jews who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding among the apostles, and they were in Christ before I was. Greet Ampliatus, my dear friend in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our co-worker in Christ, and my dear friend Stachys. Greet Apelles, whose fidelity to Christ has stood the test. Greet those who belong to the household of Aristobulus. Greet Herodian, my fellow Jew. Greet those in the household of Narcissus who are in the Lord. Greet Tryphena and Trophosa, those women who work hard in the Lord. Greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother who has been a mother to me too. Greet Asyncritus, Phlegon, Hermes, Petrobus, Hermas, and the others and brothers and sisters with them. Greet Philologus, Julia, Nereus and his sister, and Olympus and all the Lord's people who are with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ send greetings. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them, for such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery they deceive the minds of naive people. Everyone has heard about your obedience, so I rejoice because of you. But I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Timothy, my co-worker, sends his greetings to you, as do Lucius, Jason, Sosipater, my fellow Jews. I, Tertius, who wrote down this letter, greet you in the Lord. Gaius, whose hospitality I and the whole church here enjoy, sends you his greetings. Erastus, who is the city's director of public works, and our brother Cortus, send you their greetings. Now to him who is able to establish you in accordance with my gospel, the message I proclaim about Jesus Christ, in keeping with the revelation of the mystery hidden for long ages past, but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings by the command of the eternal God, so that all the Gentiles might come to the obedience that comes from faith. To the only wise God, be glory forever, through Jesus Christ. Amen. It is finished. The mighty epistle has ravaged me and brought me to my knees once again. I found myself weeping or sitting in stunned silence or perplexed and then slowly starting to see. Oh, the strength of Jesus so mysteriously disclosed. Oh, the abundant mercy of Jesus, which can keep us secure until Satan is crushed 
beneath our very feeble feet. The vistas of God's grace displayed in this book are still more magnificent than I have grasped. The robustness of our hope still feels a bit elusive to me. But I think that is part of the point. Paul's closing prayers and greetings once again remind us that we are living in a story. We are passing through this grubby orange age. The only wise God has disclosed enough of himself in Jesus to make us strong in him right now. But we ain't seen nothing yet. Our glorious current experience, our lavishing with the love of God, our adoption into the family of pioneer philanthropists, our rebirth by the Spirit into a brand new Jesus race, our freedom from wrath and shame and condemnation and fear, all of it compares quite dimly with the full extent of what is to come. And so, while we enjoy the now, and while we celebrate the sacrifices and hard work of the Priscilla and Aquilas, the Rufuses and the Juniuses, our greatest desire is to help those beloved saints endure until the day. And they will need our help, and our prayers, and our enduring devotion. The powers will pressure them and make them risk their necks. Clashes in the church could divide them and see them fading in their faith. Their ex-brother-in-law's sin will still seek to seduce them. A whole host of things will cause obstacles for them. And even when all of those things are held back, they will still be living in a body and a creation that is groaning and in decay. But if we help them, if we bring our spiritual gifts to serve them and show hospitality to them and bear with them when they're wrong, then not only will they endure then they and we together will manifest the presence of our Saviour, the beautiful delight of holiness, and we will refresh the hearts of many in many nations all across the earth. Here's a question for reflection. Which part of this incredible letter struck you the most? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.